to our workshop. How is everyone doing this afternoon? Awesome, awesome. Well, my name is Mercedes Meyer and I'm the assistant children's pastor here at Life Center and I'll be your host for this workshop. I'm super excited to have you all with us today. Uh, just a little note for any ladies that do have an individ individual prayer session, if you need to get up and leave, no worries, that's totally okay. In fact, a lot of the prayer rooms are in this area. So we'll probably see women walking back and forth. Just, just let them be, it's gonna be a good time, okay? Um, we might have run out, but if anyone has any extra of the little circle paper you got, if you have two, pass it along to someone else who doesn't have one. And if you need a pen, let us know. Uh, yeah, that'll be for an activity later today. Well, welcome everybody. I am super excited for this workshop this afternoon. It is called Come Alive to God's Presence. So I'm just going to read what our workshop is going to be about today. In the midst of constant distractions, connecting with God seems to be more and more difficult and foreign. Come and reconnect your body, mind, and soul to experience the presence of God in the present moment. This session will allow you to slow down your thoughts, calm your body, and fill your soul to come alive to God's presence. So I'm just going to pray over our speaker, Jose, as she brings us the word today and as she helps us to come alive to God's presence. So if you feel comfortable, lift up your hands as I pray together. Dear God, thank you so much for Jose. And I thank you for each woman that is in this room tonight, Lord. Each word that comes out of Jose's mouth today, we know it'll be word from you for each and every one of us. As she dives into how we can experience your presence, Lord, we have a plan tonight, Lord, but we ultimately know that this plan is in your hands and you are going to do your work here today. So bring the Holy Spirit, fill Jose, fill this room, Lord, and uh, just help us to come alive to you tonight. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. And I pray that you leave here today transformed, a different woman, something new in you. <laughs> now, I would like you to take this piece of paper or anything, any other piece of paper that you have. Everyone has a pen? Great. Um, I would like you to write down on this paper why you chose this workshop, okay? And it's okay if it's because of the storm outside. It's all good. <laughs> what is your request? What is your prayer to God for this next hour? Now, before we start, I would like to pray over your requests. Dear Father, you know the needs of your daughters in this specific moment. Thank you for providing for them. Thank you for the realization and the transformation that will happen in this room over the next hour. Holy Spirit, come. You are welcome here. I'll be very honest with you. I was quite nervous leading to this workshop. Interesting enough, I'm quite used to do conferences. I do conferences in front of hundreds and even thousands of people. But I'm always hiding behind my title of a therapist. Today, I'm not. I'm vulnerably standing in front of you as an imperfect daughter of God and as your sister in Christ. God met me in my vulnerability and showed me where further healing was needed. He showed me where I had to be uncomfortable. So remember this word, uncomfortable, in order to realign properly my focus to find further freedom. And I promise you, we didn't talk to the pastors this morning, so what I'm reading here was written even before I heard what I heard this morning. We need to realign. You all agree that there's something off if someone finds more comfort to stand behind a professional's title than to stand as a daughter of God. I'm realizing 
that growing closer to God and leaning more in his presence also means accepting to be uncomfortable. It gives God the space to cleanse us from unhealed wounds, habits, or way of thinking. This feeling of discomfort eventually changes to a profound feeling of freedom in Christ. Thank you for being part of this journey with me, but also a warning for you that there may be some activities that are coming up that will be uncomfortable for you. So I'm inviting you to step in this discomfort as it is a place that God will meet you. It's often, it means often getting out of our comfort zone and changing your ways in order to be able to refocus on his love. Amen. Amen. Now, take your round, perfect shape here. Okay? I will ask you to tear a little tiny part of this perfect and complete shape. Imagine that this tiny little piece is you. That you decided to separate yourself from this perfect and complete shape. How would you feel? Anyone? How do you feel? Alone? Lost? Disconnected? Vulnerable? Not enough? Small? Scared? Yeah. Separated. What we are naming right now is a very small representation of what Adam and Eve felt when they chose to separate themselves from God. Imagine, imagine the feeling of emptiness and loneliness and shame they must have felt when they realized that they separated themselves from what was perfect and complete to find themselves on their own and so small. This is a very small illustration of what is the original sin. The human choice of having separated from God, who is complete and whole, to find ourselves on our own. To this day, as human beings, we are still searching for this sense of belonging, for this feeling of being complete and whole. We have been separated from our Creator. And we, as human beings, search in different places. Instead of turning our focus on God. In that moment of separation, many, many, many years ago, with Adam and Eve, our brains changed and began and started to be wired for survival. Okay? So remember that. When we got separated from God, we became wired to be individual survivors. We started feeling the need for self-defense and the need for self-preservation. We became selfish, out of survival instincts. To this day, we as human beings are still wired to survive because we are still separated from God. It is ingrained in our body, in every cell of our body, we're made to survive. It is ingrained in our minds, through our thoughts and emotions, where our emotions are showing us when there's danger. And it is also ingrained in our spirit when we feel the separation of God 
This is why when we want to connect with God, the results are much greater when we engage all of our being, our body, our mind, and our soul. And today, this is what we're going to do together. Are we all good? Yes? Okay, good. So we are created, one, in a body, a soul, and a spirit. And we can find, oh, I won't say that word, Thessalonians. <laughs> yeah, that word. Just as God is, Thessalonians en français. Just as God is three in one, creator, Christ, Holy Spirit. Humans were created as three parts, body, mind, and spirit. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, we now know that we are very strong survival, we have very strong survival instincts that makes us take selfish decisions, that we are longing to, be, to belong because we are separated from our creator, and that we are human beings made of a body, a mind, or a soul. Then my question to you is, what is a sin? What is it exactly? A sin is when a relationship is damaged with God, with our own selves, and with others. Sin, think about that. Sin does not exist outside of relationships. This is how profound we are made to be in relationships. This is how profound we are made to be in God's presence. It defines our existence. We are made to be in relationship with God, ourselves, and others. Amen. If you are feeling like you're acting and making decisions out of survival, and we would like to rest in God's love and presence, please stand up. If you would like to stop acting on survival and be able to rest more in God's presence, stand up. Hey, if you are searching and wanting to belong and feel close to God, please stand up. By standing up, what are we doing right now? We are engaging our body. And we're not only involving the mind, as we are three in one. I would like to invite you, because you're standing, to make a prayer with me. Dear Father, our survival instinct from the original sin makes us act from our human flesh and causes us to damage relationships, including our relationship with you, our creator, preventing us to feel your presence as we strive to survive without you. We are sorry, God, for every moment we choose to be self-sufficient instead of resting in your love. You can sit. We'll just stay in this moment for a few minutes. Okay. Let's go back to the moment of the separation. What influenced Adam and Eve to separate themselves from God? You should know that answer. 
Sorry? The serpent. the serpent, yes. But how were they influenced by the serpent? Temptation. Temptation, yes. Lies. Yeah. By distraction. Okay. Evil's weapon is to separate us from God through distractions. Evil's want is that we change our focus from God to him. He wants to distract us by pulling us in the secular world. Our biggest challenge is what? To not let evil distract us from our God. We need also evil will try to enter our thoughts and emotions. We need to learn to filter our thoughts and emotions to discern what is from God and what is from evil. The first two commandments, you shall have no other gods and you shall not make idols before me. What do they really mean? Well, if your focus is on anything other than God, Money, materials, sex, performance, astrology, fortune teller. You will lose yourself because they are distractions. They are pulling you away from God's presence and his fulfilling love. The Ten Commandments are a proof of his love. If you feel God's presence and you fuel yourself from his love, you will be fulfilled and you will no longer want other idols. You will no longer want to steal or kill or envy because you will be full. The Ten Commandments are not something you have to do with your mind and your brain and your head. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. If I want to go to heaven, I have to do this. No. The Ten Commandments are what you become when you are full and filled with God's love. <coughs> because you will no longer want to take what doesn't belong to you because you will, feel, you will feel fulfilled. God showed me that if I'm more focused on what other people think than what God actually thinks of me, my focus is not at the right place. And I'm being distracted from his love. How many of you this morning were worried about what, they were what you were wearing, what your hair looked like, <laughs> if someone would notice that you gained a few pounds? Okay. God wants you to focus on him and him only. He wants you to have an audience of one. He wants you to be focused on him and on his unconditional love. In the Old Testament, God brought his people out of slavery from Egypt. You know that, right? Okay. And he wants to do the same for us. All these thoughts of worries and these comparisons that we make are keeping us slaves. I was a slave to this world. Pretty sure I'm still a little bit. <laughs> I was focused on, on how pleasing people around me, my friend can testify. I was being submitted to other people's unhealthy needs and wants. I was performing to be loved by this world. I was comparing myself and I wanted what other had. God is currently taking me out of slavery and bringing me in the desert to cleanse and construct me so I can enter the promised land of freedom. It is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And he wants the same for you. Imagine what life would be like if you would live only for God. 
take a moment. What would it be like if you would live only for God? No decisions made on invasive, negative thoughts. No worries about what people think. No feeling of emptiness because people don't show you enough love. This is exactly what God wants for you. He wants you free to receive his love. And his love will allow you to love yourself and others properly. If your only focus is on God, is on the God who loves you unconditionally by creating you exactly the way he wanted you, you will feel free and you will free yourself from unneeded weight on your shoulders. This is called the journey of transforming from a human of doing to a human of being in God. It is not easy because it means cleansing. The road is narrow. The gate is small. No space to carry the idols, the worries, the personas you're creating, or the titles that make you feel important. I'd like you to take your shape here. And I'd like you to write down on your sheet of paper that belongs to you, so you won't have to share. What are the distractions of your life? We have outside source, like the image, how image and fashion is important, responsibilities, money, technology, hobby, work, addiction, sexuality, unhealthy sexuality, unhealthy dynamics. We also have inside sources like anxiety, worries, lack of trust towards God, thoughts, need to earn God's love, prove to God that you are good, buying your salvation, focus on performance. So take a minute to write down what are the distractions? Where is evil at work in your life? What are the distractions that keep you away from your God? Holy Spirit, show us what distracts us for, from you. Show us what separates us from feeling your presence. Now, I'm going to ask you to take this shape again, being God and being you. So take the two pieces. Just stare another one if you lost it. It's all good. We're good. <laughs> I could feel the anxiety rising in the room. No, you're not going to be kicked out. We're good. We're good. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> okay, so position yourself at a distance from where you currently feel you are in terms of your relationship with God. So do you feel you're close? Do you feel you're far, so far that you would put it in another room? Just put it in the space that you feel represents how far you are from God. See? It doesn't matter where you position yourself. God is always there. God is not moving. God is not going anywhere. God is not disappearing on us. But God, God gives us a freedom of choice. And he continues to love us and patiently wait for us. Unconditionally. 
Where do you want to be? Now ask yourself, do you like where you are? Do you want to be different? Do you want to be closer to him? Hopefully you don't want to be further, but do you want to be closer to him? Many of us have learned from our past or from the society that to be loved, we must be what other people want or that we have to learn to earn love. At work, we learn that performance is important and that we need to earn appreciation and success. We are surrounded by conditional love. This can trick our relationship with God and can make us believe that we have to earn His love or that we have to prove to Him that we are lovable. Well, dear sisters, this is a lie, a big, big lie, a big distraction from, our, from evil, twisting what love truly is. I'm going to invite you to stand up if you feel, and now the discomfort starts. Ta-da. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to step in boldness. I'm going to ask you to stand if you feel you are unworthy of God's love. I'm going to ask you to stand if you feel you need to prove to God that you are deserving of his love. That you are, un yes. I'm going to ask you to stand if you feel that you need to prove to God that you can come closer to him. I'm going to ask you to stand if you feel that you need to buy your salvation by serving, helping, and saving others. I'm going to ask you to stand if you feel that you need to earn God's love. I'm going to ask you to stand if you have to prove to others that you are lovable. Thank you for standing. And I would like to take a four-step prayer to release to God this need of performing. This will help us to feel God's unconditional love and presence. I ask you to stand again to engage your body as we are learning that engaging our body, mind, and soul allows for a more complete and profound experience. By standing, you are showing your will, you're stepping on your ego, and you're posturing your body to receive and engage your mind with a prayer. For those who don't feel called by this prayer, I would like you to raise your hands and pray over your sisters during this prayer. We can definitely feel a move of the Spirit when we pray for others. And I will be joining you in this prayer. Holy Spirit, come visit each of my sisters, including myself. Fill us with your presence and release us from our performance orientation. Free us from our need to earn love from you and from human beings around us. Now we can read together for those who feel comfortable. I repent for not having accepted the gift of your love, God, in my soul. I'm sorry for trying to earn your love and the love of others. My heart finds it difficult to believe you love me. You have always loved me, and you will love me forever. Something inside me compels me to earn your love to be good enough to stand before you. My fear is not being accepted or love is so strong that I often work harder to earn it. 
And when I'm accepted unconditionally, I find that difficult to receive. Come, Lord, to put to death this unhealthy craving to work and deserving love. Let me rest in your love. You can still, no, just stay up. We have more, three more steps to go. I forgive, we can read together. I forgive those who have shown me that I had to work to be loved. And take a moment to name in your heart the people that have shown you wrongly what love is. We can read together. I renounce to the lies that compel me to believe that I have to earn love. And now, help me to fall in love with you, Lord Jesus, to the point that what others think of me is not important. Thank you, Lord, for straightening my heart by your unconditional love. You can sit in this moment. How are you feeling? You okay? Any feedback? You're good? Thumbs up. Okay. Okay. Is there anyone who's not doing too good? Need no? We're okay. Okay. Now we're gonna take another direction. We're gonna be reconnected with the present moment. Now that our beings are no longer busy earning God's love, we can now better focus on the present moment. I would like to experience something with you. Uh, Mercedes, did you put the, the, the candies? We're going to have candies and chocolate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like us to experience something together, and I would like us to experience what it is to live in the moment. Too often, we do things automatically without thinking, without being connected to the present moment. How often someone talks to us, and we do other things, and we only catch a, a word or two. So many moments passes us by, we miss. This, the goal of our child. We miss the birds that are singing. We miss the animal beside this, the road. We miss our neighbor who's crying. We miss a smile because we're not in the living present. We're either in the past or in the future. And we're missing what's happening right in front of us. God gave us Five beautiful senses. You know them, right? Hearing, smelling, smelling, hearing, smelling, see, no, smelling, tasting. Okay, we're good, we're good. <laughs> and touch. Those, it's beautiful. Because God created us as human beings with emotions and thoughts but also with senses. And he actually wants us to enjoy those senses. But the only way we can do that is if we focus on the present moment. So let's do this right now. Just look around. Use your eyes. What do you see? Find three things that you see. Candies. Candies. Oh. <laughs> Now, just take a moment to listen. What do you hear? Hope. Hope. And I hear papers. I hear whispering. I hear the fan. And what were we seeing? We were seeing women, a lot of women, chairs, great colors on the wall, black decorations, we're seeing lights, we're seeing carpets, 
We're seeing me, yes. <laughs> you guys are seeing me. Good thing I'm not seeing me, but <laughs> yes. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing beautiful women around us. Now, let's see. Do we smell anything? Do you smell food or perfume or cream or gum? What about what do you what is your body feeling, touching? Is your clothes comfortable? Is it itchy? Is it too tight or too loose? Is the chair comfortable? What about your feet on the ground? Put your feet both put both of your feet on the ground and feel. Does it make a difference? Do you prefer standing two feet on the ground or you prefer crossing your legs? How does your body like to be sitting? Straight? Crooked? You know what we're doing right now? We're living the present moment. And if I would take a heart monitor, I'm pretty sure that by doing this, all of your heartbeats are probably slowing down. Because in this moment, when we were just exploring what's around us, we were not focused on what we're going to eat for dinner. And we were not focused on our job that we did yesterday. We were focused on just observing what's around us. This is, God, this is what God wants us to learn to do on a daily basis. Now, we'll do this activity, but we'll make it even more exciting. At the back, you have four options. So I'm going to ask you to go pick up one thing. So there's chocolate, there's candies, there's also sugar-free candies for those who cannot have sugar, and for those who cannot have chocolate or candies, we have carrots. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to make sure that anyone could have the option of having something. So I'm going to ask you to go and pick up what you feel called to pick up, but don't eat it yet, okay? We'll do this together. Now, what we'll be doing again, we will be experiencing the present moment. Don't open it yet. Don't open it yet. I'm watching. We will be experiencing the present moment with something very simple, a candy. And why do I want to do that with you today? Is because if we start doing that with a candy, we'll be able to experience it and then do it with our lives. Okay? So everyone has a chocolate, a candy, or a carrot? Or good? Okay. Now, I want us again to engage our five senses with whatever you have in your hand. I want you to look at what you're holding. Your candy, don't open it yet. And don't eat it yet. Come on, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to <laughs> I want you to look at it. Look at the color. Look at the shape. Okay. Look at the writing. Look at the material it's made of. The wrapping. <laughs> now, I want you to use your ears. We hear sounds right now. And just, just, use, just make sound with your rap because we have different types of candies. So there's different types of, except for the carrot. <laughs> we, have, we have different types of wraps. They make different sounds. Okay. Now, I want you to open. No, you can open it. Don't eat it. But open it. Just see how it feels in your hand to open it. What's the texture? 
Is it hard? Is it soft? What about the wrapping? Is it soft? Is it sticky? Now, I want you to use your... I can't see. 15 minutes. Okay. I want you to smell it. What does it smell? And if you're comfortable, ask your neighbor to smell whatever they're having in their hands. Does it smell the same thing? Does it smell different? Good. Now, I love it. I love how the mood is changing. Look, look how we're just being present right now with a simple candy and a carrot. Um, I'm so happy we have the carrots. <laughs> this is what it is to be alive, is to just enjoy the most simple thing you have in front of you. Now the best part. Yeah. Let's try it and taste it. You can lick it if you want at first. But I want you to enjoy it as if it's the first time you're having that chocolate or that candy or that carrot. Every part of your tongue will taste the candy differently. Just take the time to savor every flavor that you can taste. I bet you never had chocolate that tastes that good before. Or a carrot. See, a carrot can be good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Come alive in the present moment. Enjoying the creation by experiencing what is around us. So many alive moments around us that we miss by being distracted. This is where we meet God. God is not in the future. He's not in the past. He's here through these carrots, through these chocolates, because he wants us to enjoy life around us. Eating without taste. How many times are we eating our meals without, without even realizing that we're eating? Eating without tasting, being around your family, but focusing on your thoughts instead of being with the people you love. We are in our survival mode, and it separates us from others and from God. Instead of trusting God, resting in Him, and just enjoying what's in front and around us. Stand up if you would like to learn to live more in the present moment while you're enjoying your chocolate and your candy. God is also enjoying them. And he wants to pray. He wants us to pray with him. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I believe that you are present in my life and that you love me. I commit to give you intimate time. I invite you to live your life with me, to do everything with me. Lord, give me an awareness of your presence Allow me to celebrate your presence in each of my activities, from my daily routine to my favorite hobby. As I believe, I appreciate that you are there with me. I invite you to soak my heart, my mind in your love and in your divine nature. You are here in me, living with me and for me in everything I do. You, Lord, share your life with me. My intelligence is transformed when your spirit pervades all paths of my mind and my heart. Love me, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You can sit. I'm telling you, tonight, you're all going to do dishes a whole new way. Here's my challenge for you. When you do dishes, just use your five senses. What do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? Now, I want to do this next activity. I know it's going to make some women uncomfortable. I'm encouraging you to stay with me. 
breathing is one of the most essential, essential tools we can, tool we can use to reconnect, to connect with God. Breathing is everywhere in the Bible. We started being here on earth with God's breath, and we're ending with our final breath. Because we are made to survive, our brain likes to fight, flee, or just freeze. But when we're breathing, we're actually telling to our brain, slow down. Okay? We're actually giving the space to rest. And I would like to do an exercise with you before we leave on breathing. Because you're going to tell me, yeah, well, I breathe all the time. I know. But if we don't have the proper breathing, we're not able to connect with our body and we're not being available to just rest and not be in survival mode. By taking deep breaths regularly throughout the day, we're telling our brain that we don't need to survive. Breathing is underused. Okay, I'm wearing my therapist hat for a minute. I would say every client that walks in my office and I tell them to breathe, they're telling me, really? You want me to do deep breathing with you? But by the time they leave, they actually see a difference. So I'm asking you to trust me on this one, okay? Our brain is wired to survive. We don't breathe properly. So by taking deep breath, you're going to feel a difference in your body. By doing this exercise, some woman in this room may become emotional because by breathing deeply, you will allow your body to rest, to relax. Let those tears out. It is normal. Some woman may burst in laugh. That's also okay. Because when we, we breathe right now, we breathe like this. So we're activating our survival instinct and we're not actually allowing our body to rest. So what I want to do with, with you right now is decrease your heart rate, okay? relax your muscles, and allow God to feel us through breathing. In this world, New Age techniques are teaching us to empty. Empty. It's actually the opposite for us as Christians. What we want to do as Christians, and it is in Isaiah, we are not meant to be empty. We are meant to be filled. So when we breathe, we actually breathe God. Every breath we take is life. Therefore, is God. So we have the possibility of connecting with God through every single breath we take. Present moment? How many of you takes two seconds, five seconds, a minute every day to just reconnect with God through breathing? That's the only, that's the easiest way to connect with God is through breathing because you're breathing life. Now, how do we breathe? We have a rib cage because there's all sorts of breathing technique in this world. And for the brain, the most efficient way of breathing for the brain is working with your rib cage. So we have the lungs underneath the rib cage, and then we have this big muscle we call the diaphragm. And often we breathe and we don't even activate our diaphragm. And it, the only way we can relax our brain and our body is if we actually use this diaphragm. The only way we can activate the diaphragm is by opening our rib cage and closing our rib cage. So often we hear, breathe through the belly. You're only using muscles, basically, the, the abdomen muscles. 
but I want you to use a diaphragm. So I'm going to invite you to put your arms, your hands, around your rib cage. And you can stand if you, you're lacking some space right now. <laughs> you can move around the room. So with your rib cage, I want you to feel it open. It's like an umbrella that opens when you breathe in. Okay. And to breathe out, even squeeze your rib cage slowly. So you should actually feel the movement of your rib cage. Okay, so let's practice. Breathe in for five seconds. Three, four, five. Breathe out. And I'm going to ask you to, to be comfortable. So space out if you feel tight to your neighbor. And I will put something to help you to this breathing exercise. Mercedes, how are we on time? Three minutes. We'll stretch it a little bit. <laughs> okay. So breathe out for five seconds. Breathe in. And we can follow the blue dot. Breathe out. And I'm going to be guiding you through this exercise. Breathe in. Breathe out. <coughs> Breathe in. And if this is too slow and you're getting dizzy, just breathe a little bit faster. It's okay. You'll, you'll reach that rhythm soon. Breathe in. And I'll, as you're breathing, just listen to what's happening in your body. You may have all those thoughts happening right now. Just let them flow as clouds and focus on your breathing. Just know that they are there. Your thoughts are there, but they're floating like clouds. And it's okay to actually make the sound and then exhale. And while we're breathing, you also may have emotions. Pain, sadness, tightness in your body. I'm going to ask you to breathe it out. Whatever you're feeling, breathe it out. And then breathe in the life of God. Breathe your pain out. Breathe in peace. Breathe out sadness. Breathe in love. Breathe out pain. Breathe in peace. Breathe out anger. Breathe in peace. Breathe out muscle sickness. Listen to your body. What's happening in your body? Do you feel more relaxed? Continue breathing as you do a body check, as you do a body scan. Breathe out. Breathe in God's presence. Breathe out everything that's left in your body and your cells that you don't want. We'll do that three more times. Breathe in peace, love, whatever feeling you want to, and presence you want to breathe in. Breathe out everything that's left in your body that you don't want. Breathe in one last time. And breathe out. Now you can sit down.
See? See how much calmer the room is? Just by standing in the presence of God through breathing. Just take a moment to live this present moment with God. Be connected to your body, to your mind, to your soul. Keep breathing. Keep listening to your body. Now, I have three challenges for you. How many of you liked the breathing experience? This is a very easy and inexpensive tool to bring home. If you do this five minutes every day, Turn that off. It actually shows the researches shows that show that um, it actually makes a big big difference on being able to rest. It lowers your stress. It lowers your heartbeat. And I know, as a Christian, it makes me much more aware. And, and connected to God. So if you can do this exercise, and this, as you saw, this is on YouTube. Breathing exercise, five seconds in, five seconds out. Don't hold your breath in between. Just continuous flowing of breathing. If you can do that five minutes a day, it will help you stay connected to your body, your mind, your soul, and, and directly to God. When your emotions are getting high, this is a very practical tool to use. Breathe in peace. Breathe out what you're feeling. And my challenge is to you is to stay alive in each moment for the rest of the day. So for the next speaker, stay in the present moment. Let your body feel. Let your thoughts flow. Accept the presence of your emotions during the lecture. Breathe through it. Reconnect to the present when your thoughts are making you wander. Experience the environment with your five senses. Be alive in that next lecture. It starts by one moment at a time. When you return home, be alive using your five senses in whatever activity you're going to do. Experience the moment. Some are going back to chaos. Some are going back to solitude. Accept that moment by experiencing that moment, the beauty of being human. And you know what? God is in every of those moments. Thank you.